right, welcome to another episode of the Streaking Line podcast. We're back with another quarantine episode where no sports, no UVA sports, I guess, have gone in since the last one. But I've got Paul and Caroline once again. So uh, hello to you both. How's it going? Hey. Hey. What's up? Uh, plenty to talk about. You know, it's the summer. Uh, we haven't had much in the way of any sports and, and no UVA sports, but not without its news, right? I mean, there's there's been uh, everything is impacted by this pandemic, and and that's going to continue with uh with the possibility of of college football happening. We can pretend like there's a possibility of college football <laughs> going to happen. And because of that, spring, the football players spring, are back spring, on ground. Spring, 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 spring. Yeah. Um, I guess we'll see. I don't know. And, you know, yeah. obviously none uh, of us know. It's hilarious to me how much actually rides on what the Ivy League decides to do later this week. Who knows? By the time this publishes, the Ivy League may have made yeah, a true. decision. And everyone clowned the Ivy League for canceling spring sports first. They were the first league to do so back in March. Um, aka 15 years ago yeah, exactly. and it feels like time um and everyone was kind of like way to overreact ivy league way to go and then everyone was like oh shit yeah we should probably do that and everyone canceled um you know some people are saying on on the twitter sphere that some you know it it's a little bit easier for ivy league to go first um as opposed to like a power five ad coming out and saying like oh i don't think it's safe to be playing football right now so we're not going to be doing that um but once a league does that then it's easy easier to follow suit um true i don't know i I just think when you look at shout out bc they've had one positive test out of 93 players (laughs) since they returned so good job to them but then you have on the flip side you've got clemson that has had over 30 now i think um which if you're keeping track that's a third of the team um Meanwhile, carolina had other people test positive for (laughs) For them (laughs) <laughs> Kansas has paused uh, their football training because of I think they had 12. Oklahoma has had 14. They have not paused. They're still doing stuff. Um, and then you kind of look around at like what baseball MLBs had like complete mess ups with the tests, like not getting data back. Um, NBA players keep popping t- positive for it. You've got um, Louisville basketball just got back and they had to pause um, because they had two players test positive. Mm-hmm. So it's not going away anytime soon since people apparently couldn't not go to TGI Fridays and sit in the dining room for <laughs> a month of their lives. Uh, sorry, I'm really salty about this. This is so dumb. Like, it's not dumb to be careful. It's dumb right. that we're still dealing with this because people were selfish and didn't wear a mask or didn't right. stay home or still had to go to their Memorial Day parties or right, anything, right. Well, for those of us who I've, I've been in a grocery store, not in a bragging way, just in a, a, a ridiculous way. I've literally been in a grocery store once in the last four months <laughs> and done like the pickup, you know, put into your car elsewise. Just as an example, like, like for those of us who've been taking it seriously and haven't been going into buildings and haven't been hanging out in crowds and have been wearing a mask when you know, you know it's been four months of this shit no i remember back in and april when they extended virginia to june yeah. middle of june and i was like i don't think i'll make it right. i'm gonna go crazy before then and now it's july and we're still looking at this getting worse and doing it again and it's ugh. Well, i was stressed I, about going to see my parents and they had been quarantining on their own and we social distanced once we got right. there like yeah, I, I think there's like, it's, 
I, I can't understand anyone who looks at the current state of the world and thinks it's remotely responsible to have college sports, to have the every minute of focus, every ounce of energy, every dollar spent on infrastructure to bring college sports back this fall right. is a moment of focus and an ounce of energy and a dollar that is not being spent on things like opening K-12 schools or right protecting nurses and and doctors and other frontline workers that uh, Sean Doolittle's comment about sports being the reward for a functioning society was it's spot on um, that the the idea of of putting all of this investment into something as trivial as sports yeah we all want it we're all bored as hell um, those of us who have the, the privilege and the luxury of being bored right right yeah, exactly Meanwhile, you're asking, yeah, you're, you're not just asking these, the, a lot of the focus in the discussion is on you're asking these young, athletic, healthy kids to come back and put themselves at risk for our trivial entertainment. But it's a lot beyond that. It's, it's the, the assistant athletic trainer who's making 25 grand a year, maybe, yeah. and who has to be face to face with these kids in, in so many different situations. It's, it's the, the, the custodial staff that cleans the locker rooms. It's, it's all of these people, the support staff and the support mechanisms around these athletics programs, not to mention the damn universities shouldn't be open either. Right. And yeah, I mean, all those points are totally valid about resources uh, and what we could be doing, you know, what, what we need to do first before we can responsibly have sports. <laughs> in society but that's what i was waiting to say is these schools aren't going to even be functioning normally so how can you have college representative you know student athletes quote unquote when well i mean you you bring up the ivy league is going to make an announcement and well we already know what it's going to be because harvard's going to be online for the whole school year yeah, Ivy right. League isn't going to play anything this year, and you're probably right in it suggesting that none of these schools are going to play anything this whole year. Maybe we get winter or spring sports, but I, I, I don't think it's likely. Um, I, I think it's, it's just it's just insane that that we want to pretend, <laughs> you know, not you, not us, and not yeah, you yeah. all listening necessarily, obviously, but but like it's it, you know it's not one pandemic right like it's it's a bunch of little outbreaks all over right. the place at very at various levels so if it's like a little bit better uh in new york than it used to be or it's, it's much better than it was in new york it doesn't mean yeah. it's gone from new york and it's just now starting to get terrible in texas or florida or Arizona. california or, or freaking Which is where Virginia is supposed to you know. play and the openings. Right. Yeah, like Virginia could do everything right. If you right. say you do all those things and you've got, you know, you're following protocols with testing and separating from the rest of the student body and hand washing and face masks, which it appears from all the stuff we've seen that Virginia's doing. Like I've been impressed with the messaging that we've gotten. They're going to try, but. They're going to try. Like I've been impressed with the messaging of the coaches and all that stuff. Their first game is supposed to be in Atlanta against right. georgia a team that has had well they they're not publicizing their positives but they've been back on campus for a while the state of georgia has had some issues with their control of the virus like all of that goes out the window as soon as you get on like how, how are you supposed to quarantine for two weeks after playing in a place that maybe still has like a hot and it's not you know if there's anyone listening that thinks like yes the, the survival rate is is strong but at the same time it's not just about living and dying with this thing like these are right. long-standing 
repercussions that we right. don't even know the extent of at this point. So there are also student athletes that have known or unknown underlying health issues. So maybe someone has what a heart condition that we Boda don't know about. It. Yeah. Ryan Swoboda, who we know has struggled through a really, really scary health issue his first couple of years at UVA. What if, yeah, yeah. what we don't know what this this thing does to so many different right. organs yeah. and bodily systems that somebody like that. So how many how many football players die every year from a, a two a day in August being the first time they find out they have a heart condition? Right. You know, it's it, it's these yeah. these it is an incredibly high stress on the body anyways to get ready for a football season of all of the sports you could play during a pandemic that is spread by respiratory droplets getting on one another football is probably the worst one i mean like wrestling yeah. is wrestling maybe too, yeah. worst. <laughs> but football like you know, we talk in a different context about the safety issue with football that football is not a contact sport it's a collision sport it's the only one that's designed to have you ram into each other over and over and over for four hours and i don't care if should uh, should football helmets designed a face mask to like a, a shield that basically covers the entire uh, face mask of the helmet one who knows if that's going to work two the the heat issues that are going to be related from players wearing that for the first time ever mm -hmm. and are you going to require kids to wear their helmets on the sideline if they've got one of these face shields are you going to go through a thousand surgical masks a game because the kids are going to have to change a mask every time they come on and off the field. And when they get to the bottom of the pile, somebody gets their helmet knocked off. Somebody gets their helmet knocked a little bit sideways and they're laying down there coughing and breathing all over each other. There's a dive for the football. Like what is every, I mean, is everybody going to wear gloves and change them every play? Like it's just the logistics of playing this particular sport with this particular disease is so wildly irresponsible. Even even if every single even if you do everything else even even if every single healthy collegiate athlete was even if every single one of them that got it would not die or maybe even not have you know severe they could all be asymptomatic whoever gets it any of these yeah. NCAA football players let's let's imagine that any of them who do get it are asymptomatic it's still not responsible to have them playing and doing this because right. it's so pervasive to to spread this. Even if you're asymptomatic, are you going to keep these football players from being able to see their exactly? Family? It's not Higher even the season. health. It's not even just the health of these teams or just the health of these teams and those support services. It's about the, keeping the amount of population <laughs> down who has it. And by being in the, like you're saying, by playing these games or even being on a team together, you're more likely to spread it to each other and then spread it start, to everybody else in start your, planning for spring let's do spring football it would let's take crazy. it would take you know massive undertakings that our country hasn't done <laughs> won't do. I put mean, carla in charge of it and i feel fine that it would roll off because i saw <laughs> look here are the complaints about potentially being in spring not just the logistical scheduling wise for mm -hmm. like whomever has to do that like sucks for you big time because that's going to be brutal um, some people are like, oh, well, why would we have them playing and like, you couldn't have them playing in January, February. I was like, well, we already play in November, December. Yeah, like, is it that yeah. dramatic? Like, it'll yeah. be fine. Um, and then like, I look at, cause then they say if you had to put it backwards, like, or push it back, like whatever, um, not enough, like prep time for the next fall. But if you finish by, you know, if you do like January through May, 
Like, the only the only way they're going to do this though is if there's a vaccine, a vaccine that's available and yeah. proven to work. Um, yeah. Which, I, you know, none of us know when that's going to happen. I guess no. there are optimistic reports about the fall or, or winter. I mean, look. I mean, there's still there's a lot of discussions that we don't necessarily need to go into on this podcast, but other places are recovering much better than we are at this point. Like numbers going to like yeah. if any if, if places that doing, tried. Yeah. Yes. If everyone starts trying and maybe things look a little bit better in another six months, AKA January, then maybe this is a no spectators. Yeah. Like that's what yeah. we read. What the other countries are doing now with like Korean baseball or like the premier league or right. German but soccer. In Korea, everyone wears a mask and, uh, right. you know, have contact tracing and, right. and, exactly. and, and, right. and, but so I'm not saying that maybe there's a situation in which magically everyone starts listening and you know, <laughs> right. That's what's stop being selfish. Happen, and but... then we can have sports come back in like right. January. Um, because the, the thing that just, uh, and I know this is not remotely important in grand scheme of things with people getting sick and, um, you know, sadly dying. And those numbers are horrible and scary, but this basketball team's going to be so good. <laughs> I just want to <laughs> watch them play basketball. And the schedule is amazing. Oh, I'm like devastated. <laughs> like I was like so ready to tell my mom, sorry, I'm not coming home for Thanksgiving. So I'm going to Anaheim. Like, well, I do think it's fair for us to, you know, this is a sports podcast. Like any yeah. further discussion of us hoping and wishing for sports does not mean we're not taking it seriously. True. We should sacrifice the public health. Right. It's just in a perfect world where we did have the government that cared enough to try and stop a pandemic. Um, it wouldn't it be nice if we had basketball season, even if we didn't have football season. Yeah, that, yeah. that would be. Yeah, and I, I think we're going to, what else are we going to talk about for the next yeah. few months other than what would we be looking at for the, uh, you know, football team uh, quarterback battle. Right. And, and Lord knows the awesome basketball freshman coming in uh you know and ho hopefully some uh, you know sam hauser right like mm -hmm. sam hauser is going to go through all of this to grad transfer to or, or fourth year transfer to you know yeah not play <laughs> i guess i mean you know why why would he stick around another year in hopes that we have sports in another you know who knows i know i i, I do think that the one other caveat about all this is that the, the collegiate sports is is totally different from the pro yeah. sports even in this country yeah. um because of compensation because of money because of you know yeah. it's, it's easy to see why the nfl might at least give it a go and college football not be able to even start yeah. so now what's going to happen with the pros when you know there's an outbreak in a team uh, you know who knows hell half the Braves but they're gonna try you know they're, they're gonna try because there's so much money and they're they're all invested in that money making i mean the players in addition to everybody else but some good storylines that, that we could be talking about for the football team are finally having uh death uh along the offensive line yeah uh, the returning playmaking in the defense yeah an interesting quarterback battle that apparently means that Virginia is going to finish last in the coastal. Um, <laughs> you can't replace a quarterback without losing most of your games. The schedule is pretty brutal. You know, I wouldn't be optimistic about them 
repeating divisional champs or anything like that but i guess if there was ever a time if there was ever a time this is just like with basketball like if there's ever a time to cancel the NCAA tournament it's when virginia just won the last one they get the national champions well we're gonna be ever a time to cancel yeah let's cancel yeah let's just cancel the first four weeks of (laughs) the football season because i'll trade the wins over vmi and uconn for what would happen against georgia and clemson (laughs) like if you want to just get rid of those like maybe we don't oh shucks we're not gonna play clemson now okay great and then just keep the commonwealth cup you know what i mean like just let's well we went out on top (laughs) it's just but i agree like you look at it like i don't think you know maybe you know coaches are constantly going to be like i'm happy with the pieces that i have i like what i see when i'm you know i'm looking at i like what where everyone's at and i'm i do think that this is an interesting dynamic with not being able to be around people i'm curious i do think that this coaching staff is pretty well equipped to like handle the non-physical aspect of the game if that makes any sense like i think that this is an interesting opportunity for this coaching staff to show like what they can do through more leadership activities with the players and Mm -hmm. looking at film study i just think the way that they've described what they've been doing over the last few months when they haven't been able to meet and talk to their players in person has been really interesting and the ways that they've gotten like calls together with like the wide receiver room and the quarterback room and like how they're working those things obviously the big questions come in with it takes time for a quarterback and his receivers to develop that feeling with each other like who's you know like they you could feel that with Hasis and and Bryce or Bryce and Joe like that there was that connection those take time I get that like that's obviously a lack um or something that is going to be lacking as as a result of this whole thing but I I do think it's interesting to see like if someone's gonna kind of like what Lars Tiffany has been doing with the lacrosse team like assigning a book and talking about like (laughs) some of those things I think that this coaching staff is actually pretty well equipped to keep developing the players not on the field if that makes sense or even matters so I'm kind of curious how that would play in but it makes sense does it matter I I don't know (laughs) maybe they're creating like bigger bonds because they're not I don't know (laughs) I think there's a big benefit of of the staff (laughs) consistency here that like you know in in any previous regime they'd be on like their third offensive coordinator in five years or something by this point and you know the teams the teams that I think well, I would be the lowest on across college football this year is anybody who's trying to install a new system on either side of the ball yeah. this offseason. Like, you know, uh, Mississippi State, they got pr- trying to install Mike Leach's offense in year one. Oh, yeah. Transitioning yeah. from an option-based run, you know, that Joe Moorhead offense. Yeah, that's going to be a really rough transition for them, them. But when you've got a situation like Virginia that you've got this coaching staff that's been together for forever and players who are now in their fourth, sometimes fifth year of of knowing the system and being able to teach it to others, guys even like, like Brendan Armstrong who have mostly sat for a couple of years have still been learning the offense, playing in the offense in practice. So, um, you know, it's not, not to say that there won't be, wouldn't be hiccups and, and, and things that are stumbling blocks. I think everybody, the first, if there is college football, the first month could be unbearable. Like it, it could be like <laughs> yeah. watching really well-equipped little league. Um, Which is why I'm kind of like, maybe this is the time to play Georgia. Right, exactly. New quarterback, like. Not going to uh, be able to practice. Yeah, yeah I think, but it, it does, practice. any any question marks you have are 
going to be exacerbated. And so Virginia's big question mark is wide receivers. And as Caroline was just talking about, how they're going to mesh with whoever ends up being the quarterback, probably Brennan, especially based on, you know, sort of what I just said about consistency being a help. But, um, you know, it's, I think it's, it makes the, can, can the run game be relied on when it's kind of a question mark too, um, or are, are players really ready to step up into these roles? And we, you know, the fact that other, other defenses and things may not be as sharp gives them some time to get some confidence early in the year. Yeah. You know, I think, I think there are some really interesting storylines about how the, about how those first four weeks would go in a season of, you know, do these young guys get the kind of experience against Georgia and Clemson that the coaches have talked about so much of having played Clemson and Florida at the end yeah. of last year? Um, you know, do those things play out that even if you lose both of those games and win both of VMI and UConn, does losing against Georgia and Clemson give those young players enough of a boost to then go into the teeth of the ACC schedule against Carolina and Pitt and Tech and everybody else and, and run through that having yeah. developed into sort of, you know, almost like they've accelerated their growth in the first month yeah. of the season. It's one of the things like I hate losing that momentum from and yes, the Florida game was a loss, but I don't think anyone who watched that game can think that it was a poor performance. Mm-hmm. Um, you kind of lose that momentum of no spring ball, you know, like all the stuff that we've mentioned, like people coming in, like that sort of thing. Like, um, but I, I, in the same vein, I think kind of what I was trying to poorly say before, I guess, I don't know, but the player leadership on this team or what feels like when you have guys like Charles Snowden and stuff, um the self the drive that they have to get better at things like i'm actually i'm curious to see like what they what shape they're in right now you know what i mean like I, I don't envy the job of the strength and conditioning guys either over the summer mm-hmm. when they weren't allowed to see them <laughs> like trying to give kids that are at home like eating mom's cooking and like you know they can't go to the gym like you know who's created little paint buckets full of concrete in their garages which isn't you know an ideal science but like what they've been able to do um I'm curious to see like where they're at there so obviously that's you know we won't know the full extent maybe we never will because maybe the season will be canceled but um with them coming back it's kind of weird I like I keep forgetting that they're already here back on ground so I'm like oh yeah they're back gotcha that's a great idea yeah for now um (laughs) Though, uh, another thing, we have international members of the uh, football team. Uh, I know most I mean, they teams probably don't do want to come back right now. <laughs> well, if, the if they come back, they can go home. Online, yeah. um, ICE apparently is saying universities cannot, uh, cannot enroll international students if they're online only, which That's is nonsense so for, for so many reasons. Um, but uh and sure to be fought uh yeah you know i'm not a lawyer um but i imagine there's a way to fight the with the law to be like this is really a bad idea guys well, Can it's we clearly it's something that was, you know having a, a a huge impact on maybe it's a push to try and make schools not go online um but why ice would care about that i'll leave that up to your uh, uh interpretation of fascism <laughs> but uh it, it can my point being have a sports uh impact because we've got uh some germans yeah well i mean i don't think kirk penny can physically is allowed to come back right now like i think new yeah. zealand has like shut down all travel 
in and out. Oh, because, back to New Zealand or back to no? So he's in New Zealand. Zealand. As far oh. as I know, he's in New Zealand. And they won't let people. <laughs> like, they won't we're COVID free. People. You're not allowed to go anywhere. You might. You might. Yeah, we're, like, it's or, not the craziest thing ever. <laughs> or if he leaves and he can't, you know what I mean? Like it's certainly yeah. he can't return. Yeah, that's what yeah. I think. The German guys, if they come to the yeah. U.S., they're not allowed to travel. I know it's one of those. I don't. I don't remember whether For how it's long. I U.S. nationals can't go to the EU, or if EU nationals who come to the U.S. can't go back. I yeah. I would be surprised if they weren't allowed to to go back but then yeah. they would mandate some sort of quarantine for them but i i'm talking out of what i think is logical i, I haven't said anything <laughs> i have no idea yeah it's i mean it's legit honestly the other thing i hadn't looked up or thought about or i don't know how are hawaii's numbers like i haven't heard anyone talk about like hawaii at all obviously i, know. I know that it's part of the u.s not international but um <laughs> There's the extent that I think there were some of the members of the coaching staff and maybe some of the players that went That's home true. too. Right? Yeah. Like I don't know if like their number. Well, I guess if they like they're going to come back, but it kind of. I just was kind of thinking. I don't know why. I was like, why? I wonder what their numbers are doing because they never. I've just haven't seen the money in the maps with the color coded, mm-hmm. color coded states where Kentucky is like one of two green states, and they're like, what up? Also, shout out Virginia though for holding steady at yellow. So shout out to <laughs> i don't know what you're talking about you haven't seen the color-coded maps that have like um the dark red for like it's really no. bad the red for like it's it's pretty bad like <laughs> and then yellow's like your deaths have held solid and then green oh, is like the only one with declining and there were two states i forget it was kentucky and then a small new england state that were green hawaii yeah. has had a thousand cases and 19 deaths oh wow not too bad i mean yeah um turns out islands good at stopping transmission of diseases and i imagine a lot of people stopped their vacation plans yeah hopefully maybe not you can vacation to florida all you want right now so maybe i don't know i'm good i can't i'm struggling um would the football team have to play in florida this year i forget if we play miami one moment at home or not no, Miami is here. But then that means they're flying here from Florida. I don't like that either. So, God, it's just, it's never going to happen. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, they do play at Georgia Tech, and Georgia's. Yeah, Georgia. Made, Georgia the mayor Georgia, of Atlanta yeah, has tested right. positive. Like, there's, it's a big deal in Atlanta right now. Yeah. This sucks, you guys. This is, this is terrible. Well, I don't what? love this. <laughs> Have you developed a vaccine yet, Caroline? Because. <laughs> That would have helped. I personally have not. I should have worked harder on that as my quarantine hobby. I I took chemistry in 10th grade. Yeah, I don't. Passed it. (laughs) (laughs) That's about all I got. Exactly. Uh, I was going back. I so in 2009, I was one of the couple hundred people at UVA who got swine flu. Oh yeah, me too. Sucks. Yeah, it really sucks. Sucked. Yeah, and it is half as contagious as coronavirus and coronavirus is 200 times as fatal so like and and uva was seeing at its peak 20 to 30 new cases a day of swine flu in 2009 like i love college kids are great charlottesville is much better for having the like the university in charlottesville that you know but good lord things college kids are not good at is not being in groups 
yeah or staying apart from each other yeah or not exchanging bodily fluids in some okay we don't need to manner or another no. but like this is this is begging for so many bad things to happen and i i am i am very hopeful that all of the the player the student athletes and coaches and support staff who have um come back to grounds and come back to charlottesville uh or have i don't know if the coaches are staying away from their families to to come be in camp with with the players um you know obviously very hopeful that that everyone remains well um i hope that cooler heads and and louder voices will help take them out of being in a position where they have to feel like they have to expose themselves to that kind of risk just to play a game in a few months. Um, So I, it's, it is a weird feeling to say, I don't want sports right now um, because I do like, I, yeah, I want to watch sports. I want to have that entertainment. I want to be able to cheer for UVA, but the like rational part of me, the part that looks at this as a societal factor goes no i don't want sports absolutely right i can't i can't morally justify right, right. asking anyone else to do what's required for sports right now and yeah i mean we we, we keep going on and on about this but like, you know your point about college kids like how can you expect them to successfully quarantine and successfully play this sport and successfully be college students in an environment that can only do that successfully if it's completely regimented to a degree that will never happen with 18 to 22 year olds. Uh, You know, especially some of these schools are going to be online. Like I said, Harvard's going to be online. Um, USC, right? And LA is going to be online. How is USC going to have a football team um, if they're online this semester? Have they addressed that? Well, there are schools that online only classes are not that big a difference for the football team like oh true, true. There, yeah, no, that's a good point the, the football factories you know ohio state pretty infamously last year was all was talking about how like yeah none of their their one i think i can't remember who's their was it justin fields oh, said he didn't know what the campus looked like no i thought like, it was i thought it was joe burrow at lsu burrow burrow talked about it at LSU never was also, on campus, but right, also, yeah. also i think it was justin fields when he um transferred to ohio state gotcha. No, that's saying, a good point. Yeah, like you know, they're they're doing cool. online only classes. So, I it, that is that is something that could ironically make the gap between, you know, all of all the factors that are that are there are people who look. What does college football look like ten years from now? And there's a pretty strong sense that there may be a group of fifteen to twenty schools that essentially break out into almost yeah. a semi pro league, and everybody else sort of plays, you know, something akin to one double a football and and it's just it's very different um i wouldn't be at all surprised if this kind of accelerates things in that way because the football factories that are already using online only curricula and online only course loads to help their players focus on just being football players um really double down on that and are able to push through this right uh, in a way that schools like Virginia or Michigan or Stanford or Wake Forest or you name one that's that is more academically focused um, or or just less less willing to to make exceptions for athletes, right. um, you know, it's I think it could be. But even a, if they are component. online, it 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 doesn't mean that the students aren't together. Um, certainly even here in Charlottesville, I mean, you can see there was online courses in the spring, right? It was only online. The students were still hanging out. 
um, very much on rooftop. You know, unless people can get out of leases, like this is kind of a moot point for colleges. Well, I think there are a lot of coming back. They want to come back and they want to be together, so they're not even going to try and get out of leases. But you know, some are obviously, some are, but I don't think that's the majority. Um, So, I mean, to use UVA as an example, they're saying it'll be you know a hybrid model. Uh, plenty of in-person and plenty of online if you want it. Uh, most uh, students, I don't have the data to support this, but my impression right now from talking to them and reading what they're saying is most of them are going to be in Charlottesville regardless. Yeah. So then the school goes online halfway through because, you know, th- there's an outbreak or, or the faculty decide, you know, it's too dangerous, whatever it might be, they're still going to be in Charlottesville. They're still going to be a mad bull. You know, even if you close the dining halls, close the libraries, like they're still going to be in this collegiate environment because that's part of it. It's what they want. They're willing to risk this because they are 18, (laughs) you know. (laughs) I made all of my best choices at 18. Right, exactly. And (laughs) so are the football players not any different, you know what I mean? Or the basketball or any of any of these athletes, you can't, you can't expect them not to be college kids right look here's what we should just do we should have only acc play or only conference play and then determine the i don't know when you do these things like when whether this is like fall or spring whatever but then have um conference play like so do the conference championship games at whichever team is the home like better has a better record or head-to-head or whatever so you have a conference champion from all the power fives and then throw in a group of five and actually do six games for the playoffs this time and just have them as instead of bowl <laughs> games and have those as like these mega events where they're played at, you know, no, no fans, no extra. I know like the actual stuff that goes along with this, but I just think I, I just, I'm having a harder time seeing a full season in any capacity. Well, I'm saying uh, there's not going to be any games, you know, there's no way to have, I think spring team. is on the table, you guys. They yeah. don't have, like, these, a lot of these schools cannot take this kind of money hit again. Right. Like, no, they're going to try because of the money. They're going to try. The same, it's and, the same reason they're trying right now. It's the same reason the pros yeah. are going to try. It's just, I, I it's just not going to work. <laughs> you know? I still, I still I'm going to hold out on unless saying spring there's a vaccine. Work until, because I have this, like, magical, um, vision of just the most zero to 60 sports thing possible where it's like we go from literally not having any sports for like nine months then all of a sudden we have college basketball and college football and lacrosse starting and baseball like all going on at the same time as all the sids cry trying to figure out how they're going to make it all work (laughs) and make all the scheduling work um but yeah i don't it would be it would be fun i think the idea of a conference only season is like it's certainly the most widely discussed sort of option for how how either a fall or a spring season might look but i not even going back to the discussion of just the logistics of playing football but to play to get ready to play one game require like the the marginal difference between playing one game versus playing seven games versus playing 12 games is so small that it's like it you know you there's a Okay, we that's the only, we we have to do it because of time. We've only got ten weeks that we can squeeze seven games into, right. or whatever. Or, you know, being able to space out games by an extra week helps us test for player test players in between. Yeah. But even then, your incubation period still two weeks. Like, so I, I just the the idea of to get ready to play even one game, even one week of college football 
how about that? Just everybody gets to play one week. They just <laughs> play their rival. Yeah. We just do the rivalry games this year and everybody goes home. <laughs> well, and honestly, like you, um, you mentioned that, like start, what if we rework who they're playing in conference? So you stay more regional. So like Virginia is not going down to Miami, Florida state, right. Georgia tech, like that. It's all, like the furthest south they'll go is north carolina like just change forget divisions like forget that stuff and just do it all regionally where you pick six teams and six teams and they just play amongst them you know like they just play those six and then you give you spread it out from september or october to may and you give two weeks between each game and test people and like the ones that test positive are separated and like, you know I mean? Like this is stuff that I'm starting to think about with like what they might do if they go to extremes to get this done because that yeah. otherwise, yeah, I agree. I don't know how you do Cause you're right. Getting ready. So, so as you know, we posted on the site the other day about the guys coming back on grounds and in it, I said, George has been back since June. And someone in the comments said like, man, they've been back since June. Like just the, whichever States have allowed things to happen sooner rather than later gives them an automatic leg up. Potentially, maybe not, maybe they all got sick and they were sick for three weeks instead. But um, you know, the idea of that, you know, may, you know, such and such school has had this much longer to prepare because they've been allowed on campus sooner and allowed in their weight room sooner, like blah, 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 blah. So it's insane. I don't, I don't get paid enough to make these decisions. <laughs> but i don't know it's gonna be interesting and by interesting i mean it's not gonna happen then we're gonna be really sad <laughs> yeah. it's gonna be interestingly depressing yeah. <laughs> um but it does open the opportunity for us to focus on other sports um you know marble racing uh <laughs> we could get uh acc have you guys watched marble racing yet no uh, i've seen videos i have not great. the only thing that i've actually watched um what is the nwsl challenge cup um well i was gonna say we could we could have the acc just align itself with uh you know premier league soccer teams or or um if you were a fan of pre-national championship virginia basketball uh and ignore the conference titles so like a team with talent that does well and then collapses you would love some of these premier league teams that we've got <laughs> available for you um i, I, I you know we've, we've got some sports out there but it's just do we have darts maybe ncaa darts well that's, that's the thing is I i'm thinking brennan armstrong as, could throw a dart pretty well as these lesser known and not really sports at all sports become the only thing that are possible to do text champ odds of winning a national championship finally that's a very good point increase well, in something other, in something other than a video game right i you know there was cornhole on tv i think you can do that relatively yeah. you can bass fishing is pretty social distanced so that's true. You know, yeah. good luck oh, man. um robot wars Ooh. battle bots that was what that was called right yeah yeah all right well now we just have to wait for them to contact us for ideas so as usual your court ncaa <laughs> but uh thanks for listening folks i know it's not the most up uplifting topic <laughs> we are very hopeful we're just pessimistic that our hopes will be answered it is, it is what we want and we we shall see but uh plenty to talk about still on the blog as this summer of nightmares continues <laughs> <Just> stay, <laughs> stay, stay, stay. 
I was bar- bar- borrowing from Kamal Nanjiani's City of Nightmares. Anyway, my next my next goal in quarantine is to convince Christopher Nolan to not only release Tenet in theaters in August. Yeah, <laughs> give it a month and we'll come back and just talk about the best link- things to stream on Netflix. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that should be our weekly podcast. It's just what we're watching. <laughs> Netflix Rex. Yeah. Streaking the line. We'll get that together soon, folks. But uh, until then, stay tuned to the blog. And uh, until we get back in your ears, uh, for everybody at Streaking the Line, I'm Pierce. Go, ooh.